Ciao, everyone. So who do we have today, Patty, as our guest? We have the world famous Sean Harvey joining us all the way from the States. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you all? Doing well, doing well. So Sean, I mean, we, we had a lot of IBMers in our show, but Sean is not from IBM, right? So where, where, where are you, Sean, and what are you doing? So I am with Eileen Fisher. We are the women's fashion company. Um, we are an employee-owned, um, purpose-driven, now we're calling ourselves a design company. Um, <clears throat> we have 1,200 employees in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., um, and we are a certified B Corp and registered with the state of New York as a New York State Benefit Corporation, mm-hmm. which means that in our um, we are registered to really focus on our values around sustainability, personal transformation, and uh, well-being. And I I currently hold the role of heading up personal transformation and well-being for all of Eileen Fisher. Great, great. So where does uh, mindfulness tie into all of this? You know, I think mindfulness ties into everything (laughs) that we do. Um, When I think about what are the core values of our company, um, I think we focus on sustainability and environmental. We focus on personal transformation and well-being. And as part of that is it's in mindfulness. Um, Where we see that is... um, one, in every meeting that we start at Eileen Fisher, we start in uh, silence and meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sets the, sets the stage for the expectation. Um, we in- integrated into all of our learning programs, um, all of our retreats, both leadership and team alignment retreats. Um, we, have a, uh, we have something called life work at Eileen Fisher, which is um, where we bring personal transformation and mindfulness out into the world and, and really to women uh, and girls around the world um, through different types of personal growth experiences, seminars, workshops with teachers from all over. Um, we have a community foundation where we um, work with teenagers, both boys and girls, 15 to 17, and integrate mindfulness there. And then we also have a personal growth experience for all employees that incorporates life purpose, mindfulness, um, I'm blanking out, (laughs) Um, the embodiment and somatic, uh, shadow work and limiting beliefs work. And so all of this is to help people find their purpose, to find their alignment and have a conscious choice around their connection to Eileen Fisher. And then how do they elevate the level of consciousness, mindfulness and presence in the organization? Um, wow. And, and lastly, we just opened a store yesterday called our Brooklyn store, which we are calling Making Space. And in the Making Space um, store, we are incorporating both our, so our clothes, um, we're bringing in artists and residents. We've started to go to circular economy, so we are recycling our clothes um, and remaking our clothes. And then we also are bringing in mindfulness workshops. And so we want to prototype this and then start to bring it out through our 65 stores um, down the road and see if this is something that's possible to really create an experience that connects the clothes with the lifestyle of the women who buy our clothes. So like this is not like it's not only for the client as such, but it's also for from the product perspective and, uh, yeah. and also you know, from environmental perspective everywhere you actually bring mindfulness 
and right. there is a place for mindfulness everywhere else. Yes, yes. It seems like you're you're very mature in you know the the trainings, the communities, the programs that you have. I mean, the, these mindful meetings starting. Is this something that's been happening recently, or is this sort of ingrained in the the culture? How long has this been around? Well, we've we've been around for thirty four years. So we started in uh, nineteen eighty four, and I honestly I think that it, it it all stems from Eileen, and um. You know, the sustainability environment, that's been a value of hers. Um, personal growth has been a value of hers. And when she she has seen the value for herself and for others, and she thought, let me bring this into the company. So we've been doing a lot of these practices for years. I've been here four and a half years. These have all been in place way before that. So I think they're really ingrained in our DNA. I don't think this is something that's new that we're just trying. Um, what we're trying to do is really deepen what we're doing and incorporate these values into everything that we do and connect it to everyone who touches mm -hmm. our brand. And talking about Sean, did you already practice mindfulness before joining uh, the company you're working for? No, I have to be honest, no. I, uh, I was on Wall Street and I was um, very interested in the values. I had created something called socially conscious leadership for Wall Street emerging talent. And I'd heard about this company from a friend of mine, and I, every time that I was saying, well, what about this? Do you guys do this? And she's like, yeah, we do. We, we do this. We don't. We, um, and I was just like, who is this company? What is this about? And so when I came to the organization um, four and a half years ago, then I really started to be exposed um, to so many different, different things, different teachers. Um, we have healers that come in on a monthly basis. So we have an Akashic Records reader, we have a medical intuitive, massage therapist, an astrologer, um, who are here for our employees um, on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So those teachers are also giving us another perspective of, of how to be, and so I, I've used them. Um, I continue to work on my mindful practices, um, but then I also get it when I'm in the workplace. You mentioned also something about finding your purpose you're offering these these programs to help your employees find your purpose mm -hmm. uh, does this make some employees leave the company they're like no actually I don't want to work in a in a business in a corporation I need to go do something else yeah you know and that's a great question um, we, we are you know when you think about it retail is just uh, transforming and some might say imploding, but it's really changed. The consumer demand and the retail space is really just shifting a lot. And it's asking us to shift a lot. And we are um, in really complex times. So part of our purpose program, one, it's to help people be more agile in um, the complexity of what we're moving into. Um, and as in some cases, people might say we're becoming a little bit more corporate because we have to. And, and people are, we're, we're, we're really making it okay that if you find your purpose and it's not at Eileen Fisher, we want to say that it's okay. We work with leaders to say it's okay if someone wants to leave and we want to give them their, our full support to really pursue their purpose with the idea that as we hire and bring people in, that we're really looking for people that have a purpose connection with our purpose. And so I just ran the numbers recently and we are at about 12% of the people who have gone through our program have left the company. 
So it's still consistent with our overall turnover rate. Um, but I have to say, given we used to have a turnover rate of about 4%. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think because of all of the shifts and, and where the market is um, and how we're evolving, um, it's also an opportunity for people to evaluate. I mean, our tenure used to be, I mean, I know a number of people that are at 15 to 20 years of tenure. So we're also creating space for people to explore, like, is this still the place for me? Um, and that we want to um, shift the mindset of we have to keep people as opposed to we really want people to be here in a conscious way. And they're making a conscious choice of their decision to be here. And uh, that's part of mindfulness as well, right? So yeah. really feel and be in the, that present you're working on in that present company, that present moment. Exactly. Uh, well, what are the various... Um, uh, benefits you think you know your colleagues are actually getting from from this program and uh, you know from after they they joined so any anything in particular yeah you know I, I think that one we really allow people to come into their power and to speak their truth in a more in a free way mm-hmm. so they're more freely speaking their truth they're connecting with each other in a deeper way um, and we are tapping into more of their creative expression We've always valued um, being organic and being able to um, look at the conditions that might impede creativity and trying to create the space for creativity. So I think this program also takes it so that as a company that I would say by many standards, we often push the envelope on what's possible both in retail, in fashion, and in business in general. And by doing that, um, the more we allow our employees to really tap into and express their creativity, the more it helps our company. I think it's also um, providing a more of a common language and um, allowing people to just talk, connect, and work through problems differently. Um, and um, it helps them to just navigate the complexity of who we are and who we're becoming. Do you have any advice for other companies, big and small, that are considering these things that you're you're mentioning today yeah i would say experiment i would say first off experiment and don't be afraid um and and don't and to not be afraid i often am in conversations with organizations and they often when they hear what we do are often telling me well we can't do this or we can't do that and i think there are small incremental steps that you can take to experiment be it if you incorporate some of these practices into a learning program and then reflect on, so how was that experience? Um, if you um, prototype a, a program and just see what type of response is out there and then start to see who's attracted and start to create conversations with those folks to then see where you can create um, new places of influence. Um, I would also say that, um, you know, there's, I. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, you'll edit that out, right? Um, yeah, I, I think that experimentation is, is key. Taking risks is key. And building uh, your community of people that are really buying into your ideas. And then influencing up to leaders. Um, I think the other piece is if you create a program and you have people that are lower in the organization but their leaders see change and transformation, they're going to be very interested to say, how did you do that? 
Um, and then to um, say, how do we get more of that in the organization? So those would be a few things that are off the top of my head. Cool. Uh, maybe, you know, an Fisher is mostly providing products for, for women, right? Yeah. Uh, and do you think that matters a part of for like this uh, particular approach towards mindfulness and attention or not at all? <clears throat> you know, I, you know, we, we as a company subscribe fully to feminine leadership. Um, we have been a company that has been based on feminine leadership since our inception. I think that created the conditions that we've developed as a company that, I, that allow for both men and women to be able to be their best selves both in and out of work. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are a company, so I'll talk internally, we are 83% women. So the 17% of us that are men you know, I'm in conversation with a man on, on a regular basis to say, to really explore, and I'm intrigued by this question of how are we transformed by this environment? Many of us are exposed for the first time to these sorts of practices so embedded in an organization. Mm-hmm. And, and also the fact that um, we're in a place where we are a, min- we're, we are a minor- minority in the organization. Um, what does that do to men? It, it really asks us to explore, I think, our definitions of what it means to be a man, what it means to be, uh, what does it mean around our masculinity? Um, And I think that to your question, um, the feminine I think really allows for um, more of the mindful practice, more of the deep exploration, the introspection that in a lot of environments that are traditionally masculine environments, Mm -hmm. that just doesn't exist in the same way. And the, and we, you know, it's, it's interesting. The, name of our new Brooklyn store is called Making Space. Mm-hmm. And we're asking the question, making space for what? And I think there's a lot of different ways to interpret it, but I think it is, um, the things that I've learned in my four, four and a half years, is I've learned how to let go. I've learned how to um, ch- check and, and, and really look at my ego. Yeah. And I've learned how to make space for things that were never on my radar. Interesting. Very nice, very nice. What do your uh, like mindful practices look like before the meetings? If you, you do like a minute or is there certain, like everyone has to follow this kind of mindful practice or is it sort of team-based, individual-based? I think it's individual. We have um, singing bowls in every conference room. Um, we're an open space environment and so we in that we allow for, we just take a moment and you can go wherever you want, um, you know, as you're doing mindful practice. Sometimes we do, um, we set the stage um, with either some intentions, some might read a poem or some might um, just allow us to get centered. And, And the fact of our intention is just to be connected and fully present for each other and to take a breath so that um, we are not just running from one meaning to another and holding on to whatever just came out of the last conversation. Mm-hmm. So it really is without a lot of direction, it's just creating space for people to be able to do what they need to do to come into the room to be fully present and to be connected with each other. So let's, let's do a mindful minute, right? Would you like to? We can do a mindful minute so that uh, folks can actually, you know, take one of example as well from from your reality. 
All right. So I let me just take this off. So I have the singing bowl that we have in every room um, in front of me. So if we would, if we can all get comfortable, and you can either close your eyes or lower your gaze, and this will allow us to come into the space and energy together, which will allow us to be more connected as we come into our conversation. What I'll do is I will chime us in, and then I will chime us out, um, and then we will come back after the end of the reverberation. And um, let's just start off with a deep breath. Very nice. The singing bowls add a, add a lot to it. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They really do. So everybody should buy a singing bowl, I would say. And I'm sorry. And we everybody should buy a singing bowl and bring <laughs> into their and meeting so that before any meeting, that's that's something. And check out Eileen Fisher. Uh, the great things that they're doing internally and externally in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Alexander, for sharing. Can I also add, you can also check, check out EileenFisherLifeWork.com, uh, which is also where we have our personal transformation um, workshops for the community. Mm -hmm. So We will add the link below in the description so more folks can perfect. click directly awesome. there and, and look at it. Thank it's you. Perfect. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And, uh, thank you. Thank you.